I hope you enjoy the upcoming content that we'll have for you on today's episode. I think you'll get quite a bit out of it. And know that today's episode is brought to you by the Swim Master Melody Course at successwithmusic.com. If you are in the songwriting game, if you are in the production game, make sure you understand what it takes to create a melody before you get to mastering and mixing and all that man it all starts with a powerful melody check it out today it is absolutely worth the investment the swim master melody course at successwithmusic.com hey let's get to the show this is swim success with music Yo, this is Swim. I am Walt, your music coach, your how much for an iPhone 8 wonderer? Eh, let's just see when it comes out ponderer. Apparently someone has phone issues. All right, anyways, uh, yeah, let's dive in. Yo, again, this is Walt. This is Success With Music Swim, and I appreciate you joining us for today's episode. And if you were with us last week, you know that we started a series on music marketing, and we will be continuing that series today in just a moment. But it is the top of the show, and you know how we do. We talk about fun and interesting stuff. So let's talk about that first. All right. So got a question for you. Are you a millennial or are you someone who is a bit older or a lot older? No matter where you are on that spectrum, how do you define when music is old school? What does that mean to you? Is it like um, like classics? Uh, Is it something that just went out of style? Um, how do you see that? What's old school to you? As you know, I always prep for the show. I was reading around on the, the internet and in specifically, I was looking at billboard.com. They uh, had an article recently and after reading this article, I kind of felt old, but even if you're a lot younger, let's say a millennial, you may start to feel old too after hearing about this article. So this article actually dealt with the idea of sampling and remaking music. Now, I'm not a big fan of sampling. I never have been. And sampling has been around for quite some time. It's not anything new. Um, But this sampling article had to deal with remaking and sampling music from the late, drumroll please, 1990s and early 2000s. Yep. Sampling used to be done on music from way back in the day, big band stuff, stuff from the 60s, stuff from the 70s, 80s, and lo and behold, stuff from the 90s and early 2000s. That's the crazy part. All right, so listen to this uh, short paragraph from Billboard.com. Here it is. Of course, sampling in popular music is nothing new. It's existed for decades with countless producers digging through crates of a previous generation and flipping old hooks into new hits. We see you, Puff Daddy. As Medina puts it, listeners want something familiar, that security blanket they know and trust. It's comfort food for the soul. 
the influx of late 90s slash early 2000 samples popping up in recent months could be less of a concerted effort and more of a coincidence since they all feature different producers. So that's the end of the paragraph. So again, there's some sampling afoot and it's all about stuff from the early 2000s and late 90s. So yeah, that may now be considered old school. And I, I guess it is. And I, and I can go with that. But remakes from the early 2000s. And I'm old enough to recognize like some of the recent movies coming out uh, at the theater where they're remakes. Now, my kids, they may not know that they're remakes, but I do. And I, I remember my parents used to say the same thing. Like, hey, this is just nothing but an old movie I seen when I was a kid walking 50 miles to school. So it looks like this type of thing just repeats over time. Old school is in the eye of the beholder, I guess the ear of the beholder, if we're talking about music, whatever. All right. So let's go ahead and move on to our uh, topic of the day. We're continuing our music marketing series. Today's episode is part two. So let's get started. All right. So in part one of our series, we started on the topic of branding, building your personal music brand for for yourself or for your band. Today, I want to move deeper into this topic. But before we do, let's do a uh, quick refresher, if you will. So, again, a brand is a unique combination of traits that causes a product, person or institution to be seen as different. One more time, a brand is a unique combination of traits that causes a product, person, or institution to be seen as different. That's my definition for you. Now, in the world of marketing, different is a good thing. You want distinction. And as we talked about last week, you don't want to be a part of the crowd. You want something that's unique that causes you to stand out from everyone else. Who likes carbon copies? You know, who likes being like a cheap knockoff of the original? You want to be that original. You want to be the original band, singer, performer or whatever. Right. But there's a caveat to this. And that's where I want to start today. Being distinct is awesome. Right. But being distinct and crazy or being distinct and a pariah may not be the best option. So you can have branding that sets you apart, but you need branding that will draw people to you. You see, building a brand goes beyond just having a unique combination of traits that causes a person, product or institution to be seen as different. Successful branding is all about doing one explosive thing. That is to become likable. I'm not going to move off of this point very fast because I just revealed to you the secret of all successful marketing. And I know that it may sound like I am overdoing it here or, or that that may be some um, hyperbole. It's not all successful branding. All successful marketing hinges on being likable. And let me qualify the statement just for a moment here. I've worked in marketing for over 15 years. And this marketing experience came from me creating music for commercials. 
some of you may have heard of my story with respect to this. So I've learned quite a bit about marketing. I learned quite a bit about music. And I can tell you without any apologies, being likable is incredibly powerful and persuasive. It's the secret ingredient, the secret sauce for the most powerful branding, marketing, advertising, PR, you name it. It's all about likability. And believe it or not, I just gave you insight with that one phrase that can take all of your music marketing efforts into the stratosphere. Now, now I know this is a this knowledge is very simple, is very basic, but I'm telling you that sometimes the most brilliant ideas are sitting there in plain sight. You have to figure out a way to recognize that simplicity and how to implement it. And again, that's why we have these podcasts. Okay, so you still don't believe me. All right, let me prove it to you. And this this concept is literally all around you. Now, I'm going to give you guys some examples from major marketers here, and that will be here in the U.S. So for those of you that are listening abroad, uh, hopefully you will know these brands. Some of them most likely you won't know. Let me ask you a few questions with respect to likability and branding. Here we go. What does a talking lizard have to do with insurance? What does a talking gecko have to do with insurance? I'm referring to the company Geico. Let me ask you another question. What does a creepy, crazy plastic guy, plastic guy wearing a crown have to do with selling burgers and fries? Yep, we see you, Burger King. Let me ask you a different question. Why have stores that feel more like, um, I don't know, a coffee bar slash hangout spot? No cash registers, but just cool people looking to help you out with your mobile devices. Just to sell computers and smartphones. Does it take all that? Does it take that type of environment or store to sell these mobile devices? Well, that is an Apple strategy. Now, go back to all the things I mentioned to you. All of these things, every single one of them, they're not done by happenstance. It's not a coincidence that these companies use these techniques. These things have nothing to do with their core product. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But they have everything, I mean everything to do with being likable. Man, I really wish you understood how important this thing is. But here's the thing. Why in the world should you care about being liked? (laughs) Other than your uh, self-esteem, of course. I'm going to quote you some information from the book Jingle Money. Here's the quote. Research conducted by the Advertising Research Foundation concluded that the emotion of likability is a measure most predictive of whether an advertisement will increase a brand's sales. Studies show that positive emotions toward a brand have far greater influence on consumer loyalty than trust and other judgments which are based on a brand's attributes. Did you catch what I just read to you? Positive feelings about a brand is far more influential than the actual attributes of the brand itself. The actual qualities or properties or things you can measure about a brand. Likeability is far more influential. 
All right. So let's jump back to what we said last week because I'm, I'm, I'm building on our foundation. I stated last week that it is not always about being the best musician in the world. It's about having a powerful brand. And let me restate, yes, we want to get better from a skill standpoint. We want to get better from a performance standpoint. So please understand that that always should go without saying. But I am telling you that likability as a musician is a thing that will make you far more influential, not you being the best guitarist or best vocalist. And as we said last week, again, there are many vocalists out there that you may hear in the public arena that are not necessarily the best. But there's something about them that draws people to their brand. So again, it is all about likability. How much thought have you given to likability as a musician, marketing your music, marketing your brand, marketing your band? How much thought have you put into it? I am telling you that it is something that you absolutely need to put a huge amount of thought into, and that will move us into our tip of the day. And this tip today is brought to you by Jingle Money. I just gave you a few quotes from the book a moment ago. Jingle Money deals with creating music for commercials. And in that book, we talk about how emotions drive buying decisions. Learn the secrets from the book Jingle Money. Learn how to generate money creating music. This all kind of comes full circle. So check it out. It will be available this fall, but you can pre-order it now on Amazon or through Hal Leonard. Jingle Money. All right, so let's get back to our tip. The survival of your music brand has everything to do with being liked. I really hope I have drilled that in. Musicians have built their likability on a number of things. I want you to think about this. Think about some of the musicians you've seen online that are famous, that are on radio, television, movies, those types of things. Think about these musicians. Sure, they have the music part of it. Sure, they may have the performance side of it. But if you look at how they're packaged, if you will, there are certain things that make them very unique. I'm going to just give you a laundry list of just seemingly random things. But if you look at these musicians very closely, you'll realize it's not random at all. Musicians can boost their likability factor with a number of things. Their hairstyle, their sense of fashion, their political views, their social views, how many tattoos they have, who they date, their recreational activities, their heritage or ethnicity, their city, where they grew up, being multi-talented like acting or being a designer. And the list can go on and on and on. Here's where your tip is for today. What is it about you that someone would like to emulate? What about you is genuinely likable? So different is not enough. There's something about you that you need to feature or highlight that people absolutely love. You have to be likable. I'm not asking you to change who you are in terms of your personality. But what I am asking you to do is put your best qualities on display. So again, going back to my example is if you are someone who has great fashion sense and people are saying, hey, where did you buy that? How did you think to put that outfit together? Wow, I really admire how much you know about politics or social matters or social things. Feature those things. Highlight those things. 
So again, I know these things are not necessarily music related, but these are the very things that make you unique. These are the things that people would like to learn about, follow, watch you on social media when you're posting about these other things that are not necessarily music related. They're interesting. And again, if they're likable, people are more likely to emulate you and want to pattern themselves after you. That's really the the thing. So again, likability is everything in creating your brand. Sit down and put some thought into it. And when you're able to do this successfully, you will build your brand. People will follow you. People will find you more interesting. They will seek you out. They will look to you for your opinion on various things. And if you can do this consistently, you will be more successful as a musician. There is absolutely no question. Likeability is a goldmine for music marketing. Yo, check us out next week because we're going to continue on in this topic of music marketing and we're going to move on to a different aspect of it next week. So make sure that you tune back in and make sure you do that review in the meantime. If you have questions about things you want me to cover with respect to music marketing for next week, get your questions in now. Send them to ask at successwithmusic.com ask at successwithmusic.com yo check me next week do you like me yes or no of course you do a better way for me in this life that is my dream